0: Thank you for listening to the Following Films Podcast. Uh, As you might notice, there's a ton of background noise in this because I'm recording this intro in the San Francisco airport right now. Wanted to make sure I was getting this up in time. Uh, Today, my guest is the director of the new documentary film, Our American Family, which will be having its premiere at the Philadelphia Film Festival this Saturday, uh, October 23rd. Hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. Hey, how are you today? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to do this, I really appreciate it.
1: I really appreciate it. I'm so excited to talk to you and yay. Thank you for your support of the film.
0: No, of course, I think this is an incredibly important story that needs to be told, um, that by telling a very specific story you're telling a much wider story about something that's going on in this whole country right now, I think.
1: Thank you. Yeah, we're excited because, you know, a lot of times we see stories about, you know, individuals who are struggling and we don't always ask the question, what about the whole family? And um, just being able to share this, fam- this very brave family's story is is an honor. So thank you so much.
0: Yeah, I, that's, how did you find this family? Because their willingness to put everything out there is at the very least impressive, because they're opening themselves up for judgment, ridicule, anything like that. And it's, like you say, it's incredibly brave to tell this story, to allow themselves to be told this way.
1: We knew each other for many years before we started. So Mm -hmm. there was a relationship that I think really was already in place and really helped with the comfort level and the trust that we all needed to have for each other. I met Linda, I was working on a teen novel. It was a sibling story. One of the siblings was struggling with substance abuse disorder and the other was not. And Linda in my township said, hey, you know, maybe you want to talk to my my kids, Nicole and Steven, who you see featured in Our American Family. So it really was, you know, just a natural relationship that grew and turned into a whole documentary.
0: (laughs) And how long were you filming for? Did you what window of time is this taking place over?
1: We filmed for a year, okay.
0: yeah. And how much, was it something where you were visiting every couple of weeks or how involved in their day-to-day lives were you?
1: Well, I'm, I'm local, like we said, I live close to the family. And because of that, I, I've, I'm just, I'm always in touch with them. Right. So I kind of knew what was going on in their lives. And from there, we came sometimes once a month, sometimes twice a month. We came, you know, sometimes three times a month and really tracked what was going on with them and what was meaningful for them.
0: Well, and the one of the things I think that becomes apparent very quickly in this uh, film is any preconceived ideas you might have are eliminated very quickly, where we often pass judgment on people that are struggling with sobriety. And when you meet this family, it's just my initial knee-jerk reaction was, how could anybody stay sober in this environment? And just the the layers uh, that are pushing people in all these different directions, that it's just, you can't help but have empathy for this family.
1: Yeah, it's I'm I'm glad you said that because it's so true. I mean, they've been through so much yeah. as a family together. You know, we hear about different people throughout their generations that have struggled and you know, Linda's so brave to tell pieces of her past story of what had happened with her mom and you know, moments where she was asked as a child to kind of keep quiet. Um, because yeah. the family was dealing with things that were that were big or her mom wasn't doing well. So just really entering this family and hearing what everybody had to go through even to be at that point, it really does create just honesty but also like a human connection to these these family members whether or not you're struggling with addiction or someone you love is struggling with addiction.
0: Well I think we most of us have had, whether it's not our personal struggle, we've had somebody in our lives or we know somebody. It's just, it might not be your brother, or your sister, mom, or dad, but there's some connection to addiction that, and you take any number of people and you think about if I had these events that happened in my life, where would I have ended up? If I would have had these, it's trauma response, clearly, that they're all struggling with. And I I was fortunate. I don't have that trauma in my life. So I think that's a large reason why I never went down this path, but I think I would have been just as susceptible as anybody else would have been.
1: Yeah. And obviously there's, you know, it's, you know, when you say that, you know, we don't realize how close addiction is sometimes, because what I was amazed about is when I was looking into other um, pieces of the, this puzzle is seeing that we have over 21 million Americans struggling with addictions, so many family members struggling alongside them, but there's a a quote that a stat that shares only 12% of people talk about it. And Ironically, while I was working on this film, my cousin, we found her husband would come over. Sometimes he was super jovial. Sometimes he wasn't. We found out that he was struggling with a heroin addiction and has since passed away. Oh and God. those are things that when you're saying like you don't know who's struggling, but everybody is mm. somehow touched, like it's even more true than we think, given the number of people that are, are comfortable being open or, or raising a flag and saying, I need support.
0: Well, we demonize, I think, before we ask questions. And it's something when people are asking for help, we frequently just turn a blind eye to it. And it's just something that as as a society, we need to do a better job of. We're pointing the finger at the wrong people, I think, a lot of the time. And to me personally, I feel like we could do a much better job in answering people's cries for help.
1: A hundred percent. And it's, it's, I'm excited. Yeah, a hundred percent. We need to do a better job of not only answering people's cries for help, but supporting people where they are. You know, judgment adds a whole nother burden to someone who's already trying to find their way past something that's really challenging to find your way past. So, you know, sometimes we don't know that one small comment or the eye roll or, you know. Those like, you know, a rude remark can really set someone back. Like how can we as a society do better on the micro level, but then also on the macro level, how can we support people, you know, who have had trauma, you know, how can we back things up so that family members can get support before, before they try addictive substances?
0: What? has this been like for you screening the film? Because I would imagine the stories that people must bring to you, the connection that people will have with this material, you must have a pretty emotional response to this.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's my response is just, I'm constantly feeling so honored to be a part of sharing this story. You know, when I looked over, you know, we were just at Woodstock Film Festival and we were blessed with the Audience Award for Best Documentary Feature, which was amazing. And when I looked over during our Q&A at Nicole and Linda and Steven and Brian, like at the Q&A, my heart was so beyond full and people are reaching out. They are saying like, thank you for making a film that isn't showing people, you know, using drugs. Thank you for making a film that's not sensationalizing this, what addiction is. And thank you for making a film. Like when people are saying that they connected with Steven who has to keep quiet when he feels like other people in his family are struggling and, you know, he doesn't want to add to the family's burden or that they really got Brian, because, you know, he didn't know if this was really even a disease or not, or everybody was just messing up around him. Like, what the heck, you know, when people say like they're, they felt like they understood Linda and like they're, they're enabling as a parent sometimes too. And they have to fight that. Like when people like step forward and say, we connect with this, that's, it's just so heartfelt on our end and makes us feel just like we're making progress in bashing this stigma and supporting families.
0: Absolutely. And I think that you bring up that point of the way that you approach this material where you don't have needles and arms in this film. This isn't that movie. We've seen that movie a bunch of times, and this is definitely about the family dynamic. And that's what this is focused on. I think anything like that that would have been I, I guess sensational might not be the right word for it, but it could have been that thing that would have felt like that's the shocking element that could get somebody into this. But it's really the human side of this, which is what carries the most weight to it. And I'm glad there's not those distractions because you allow for um, this connection to happen.
1: Yeah, we don't want you to be on your at the edge of your seat hoping that someone's going to use drugs and you're going to get to to see it. We didn't want it yeah. to be like, You know, we didn't want that in the film. We wanted to honor this family and honor every family that's that's struggling because it's real. The more real we can be, we're hoping that we can make a difference in in shifting what it means to someone when you hear this family has generational addiction.
0: Well, I think what ends up happening, because you allow people to Really be themselves in this film that we can project ourselves into any number of these people and how we would react to a situation like this, and you can see yourself and say oh if I was reacting this way. I'm not seeing the whole picture my reaction might not be the right one that you can feel very. uh, Justified in the way that you would take on somebody in your family if they had been through rehab 17 times and gone through this process you've lost faith and because of the way we're being introduced to these people we don't see it that way necessarily at least I didn't as an audience member but I could empathize and see why somebody would feel that way and it's just a complicated reaction it's not cookie cutter straightforward and and it's it's human in that way because we are complicated creatures and I, I I had far more entry points into this family than I thought I would have
1: And it's funny, you know, my initial entry point was, and I'm excited you talked about entry points, but my initial entry point was I had my sister's husband had passed away, not from um, an overdose, but I was able to see my sister and wanting, wanting to fix the situation for her, like that feeling that you want to fix something for someone that you love. Yeah. So for me, after I connected with Linda, that's kind of my entry point is Understanding how as a mom or a human, when you see someone you care about struggling, you instinctively want to fix it for them, even when you can't. Yeah. So so you're right. There are so many entry points. You know, when I think about Christopher and like, you know, the the fight, there was a, you know, a big fight between him and Nicole in the film that was just so real and honest. But how can you feel resentment and also feel deep love to someone at the same time? It like asks that question. You know, and there were just so many moments where like with Steven of like, you know, like we talked about with Steven kind of realizing that big moments in his life at the dinner table kind of take a back seat when someone's struggling. Like how do all of those pieces connect with people? And, And Nicole, like there's something, Nicole is amazing. Like being able to see Nicole having been to 17 treatment centers in the past, step forward and still want to have this journey that has been hard to say the least and wanna help people. Like, I don't know, it's pretty inspiring.
0: Yeah, I mean, to just the willingness to be vulnerable like that. And when this process is starting for her so early in, to sobriety um i mean you're meeting her just i mean very in the very early stages of it and you can feel reluctance of people around her when she's making sort of proclamations about changes that have happened you know i've been here seen this before when you hear 17 or and it's just that that's not an exaggeration it's a literal number it's just you understand but then at the same time she's so earnest and you can feel that this is what she wants to do it's just it's it's, very, it's an incredibly moving story um, because I don't feel a point of view coming through. Clearly, I don't feel like I'm being lectured about anything. I feel like I'm just witnessing um, this family. And clearly, there's a, any documentary has a point of view, um, but I don't feel like there's a soapbox involved in this film, which is something that's pretty rare for films like this.
1: Thank you, that was very important to us in the edit. Like, we also wanted to make sure, you know, I guess it's pretty easy for a filmmaker to make somebody look like a caricature, right? And just tell one side of a story. And we were very committed to approach the film with love, approach everybody who participated with love and make sure that we wanted to have a full picture of each person as much as we could in an hour and a half, but a full picture so that you could see, like, okay, this person isn't just mad, or, you know, this person isn't just, you know, struggling, like, there's more, there's more to, to, to everyone, like, people are layered, like, emotions are layered, so we just wanted to be real.
0: So, after spending this much time in this headspace, are you just wanting to do a romantic comedy at this point, or you wanted to do something light, or is this just... Um, These type of stories, or is this what gets you going or telling these kinds of, um, it's important, but it can't be easy on you, on your psyche to spend this much time in this headspace.
1: Any project that's, that deals with a hard subject is, is hard, you know, because if, if, if the audience is, uh, you know, being immersed and you're being immersed, like if you're going to be honest, sometimes honesty is hard right and that's okay with me i mean i'm not uncomfortable being in being in spaces that are hard and also inspirational you know to walk away like yeah i love watching like silly tv and stupid stuff too i love that but at the same time like i want the world better for our next generation honestly like i'm a mom so i want things better for my kids and and all the other kids that are that are you know in this world with them so i think in order for change to happen we have to balance out the silliness with the real and have that inspiring peace at the end of the day like that's collectively what we can all do together so for me even the hard moments were kind of okay because we were lucky to capture a story that has hope and continues to have hope?
0: Well, as a dad, one of the most important lessons that I hope to pass on to both of my boys is that being uncomfortable is important. That you, being alive, is going to have a significant amount of discomfort that life will never be easy. It will be hard. There are moments of beauty and grace that you have to embrace when they come along and try to relish and dwell on them as long as you can. But life is difficult. And to be able to show them that through your work, I think is really important. And That has to be inspiring to them um, that they can see that through you. And I'm a
1: children's book author. Like I write stories of, you know, that, that are all about emotions, like way past mad and way past jealous. Like I write stories that, that do dig into like these big emotions and asking the question, what can we do when we have them? What are healthy ways that we can get through things that are difficult and things that are hard? Like I'm constantly asking that question of what can we do when things are hard to, to get through hard times and also to support each other. So for me, this is kind of like being in that space and yeah. What
0: do you, what do you tell your kids when they have those big emotions that are difficult to deal with, that um, how to move through those feelings, how to, I, I mean, I guess I came from a generation of, I'm 45. so. my parents were of that generation that we didn't really talk about feelings very much. And we didn't acknowledge uh, suffering. We didn't, it was just life's hard, get a helmet, deal with it. Um, That that was the extent of (laughs) coddling that I had. And so that's, I'm very fortunate and I'm very thankful for that upbringing because it gives me a emotional point to say, okay, I don't want to do that. I know that's not how I want to parent, but I worry that maybe I... I, I hope that I don't allow them to lead solely with their emotions. And that's where that idea of them not being comfortable, but I want them to acknowledge what they're feeling and understand it, accept it, and not pass judgment on their, themselves for feeling certain ways. But I want them to also be able to move through those feelings.
1: A hundred percent. The more that we can give kids a bunch of tools and a bunch of options to see what, what works for them. And it's kind of like what you said with the family, there is no judgment. so i think the first thing whether it's with the film or the books like is i'm hoping that the projects create a safe space for people you know that there is no judgment it's okay here's what this is dealing with like whether it's a snapshot of a kid who's like you know mad that their sibling is uh (laughs) is like messing up their room or whether it's you know a family that's dealing with this this hard situation in front of them it's how can we create a safe space? How can we be honest? Like, we don't have to say, oh, you're fine. Like, you know, what would have happened if, if, you know, Brian said to Nicole, oh, you're fine. Like, you know, how can you create a level of support and give people options that are layered and that allow them to find what works for them? Cause it's Absolutely. not going to be the same. It's there's not like the perfect recipe but asking what people, here's an example of what worked for this family. Here's an example of what could work for these kids, but how can you take from that and create what's going to work for you?
0: I love that. And how can people see the film? Where would, um, I just want to make sure that people check this out because it's something that I highly recommend. So I, I want people to see your film, even people, people that don't so think much. they need to see it, they need to.
1: Thank you. Well, we're, we're um, going to be showing at, in our hometown at Philadelphia Film Festival. October 23rd at 5 p.m. and then October 30th at 9:15 p.m. So that's coming up soon. And beyond that, everybody can follow um, at our American Family Film on Instagram and Facebook at our Amerifam Film on Twitter because <laughs> we have less less letters. And um, our AmericanFamilyFilm.com um, will give us any updates, and people can find out where we're showing and all of our next steps.
0: And kind of the, the last thing I was raised in Delaware. So the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania accents throughout this were just, it sounded like home again. And it was, I I was, I kept waiting for um, certain, uh, a Wawa to show up (laughs) <laughs>
1: we actually did film outside of Wawa. Didn't make it in the cut. That's so funny. But yeah, it's definitely, there's a lot of Philly love in the film from like, you know, the Eagles hat. So all the places we are. And um, a lot of people are coming to me and saying like, oh, does this family live near where Mayor of Easttown takes place? Like a lot of people are asking me me that. But yeah, you'll hear a lot of Philly accents, a lot of Philly love. We aren't eating cheesesteaks, I don't think, in the film. But we're eating no-
0: it's spiritual cheesecakes. Sure, yeah. <laughs> cheesecakes.
1: Yeah, we're at the Franklin Institute. Like, join us. Join us throughout our Philadelphia, um, you know, Eagles freak out moments.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I know that we're out of time, but thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Love the film. So, and Thank you so
1: much, Chris. You're doing great work for films, and I can't wait to see your recent episode of Dope Sick. I'm looking forward to uh, listening oh. to that.
0: Very cool. Thank you very much. I yeah. appreciate that. Thank you. Take care. Have a good one.
1: Great. Right. Take
0: care. Bye,
1: Bye Chris. You, Bye. Bye.
0: Time enough to figure
2: you out. Time enough to write this down. Wish me luck. Get me hope.